In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Justice without mercy is cruel, and mercy without justice is the mother of dissolution. Jesus paid for us the price of this mercy. He came on earth, he suffered his passion, and died on the cross, as we just meditated a couple weeks ago, for this only purpose, to open for us the gates of his infinite mercy. No Christ's mercy is not this childish love that would excuse everything, that would simply close his eye over any sin. Mercy that would suppress any notion of contrition, of sorrow, and of repentance, as we too often hear. As Our Lady insisted at Fatima, men, she clearly stated, men must amend their lives and ask pardon for their sins. They must no longer offend our Lord, who is already so much offended. And the angel, as well, cried out in a loud voice at Fatima, Penance, penance, penance. So this is under this obligation of penance, that the mercy of God can be received. And one might wonder about the type of penance to do, or one might feel discouraged, while listening to this exhortation. But here again, in His infinite mercy, Christ Himself gives us the answer and traces for us a safe path. The sacrifice required for every person, He says, is the fulfillment of His duties in life and the observance of my law. This is the penance that I now seek and require. Observance of the law dictated by sacred scriptures, of course starting with the Ten Commandments, by our nature itself, and by the church, especially the precepts of the church, and by our conscience when enlightened by grace and fulfilling our daily duties as priests, oblates, father, husband, mother, wife, children, for the love of God. This is our challenge. Avoiding primarily everything that would endanger or destroy our union with God. And if one has the misfortune to fall into the abyss of a mortal sin, let him come all confident to the sacrament of God's mercy, not waiting for despair or discouragement to take over, but quickly let him drink to the fountain of God's infinite love for the sinner. So do not wait, do not postpone this miraculous supernatural encounter with Christ, thinking that there is no way to overcome this sin. No, but instead run to the confessional, have recourse to the sacred heart, which has so loved men. One condition, though, if God has been offended, His mercy can heal the soul only if the creature recognizes his fault and repairs with a true contrition, the offense made to the divine justice. Because mercy without justice would be the worst of cruelties, says St. Catherine of Siena. Justice requires the restoration of the violated order in the sinner, in our soul. God's infinite goodness is with one mortal sin, infinitely offended, because of the infinite gap that separates us from God. However, 
Because of His infinite mercy, very little is now required on our side. Contrition, a sincere sorrow for our sins, confession to the priest, and satisfaction in performing the penance given. Here again we have to hold together justice and mercy. And St. John Marie Vianney explains, all are pardoned, or none is pardoned. It is impossible for light and darkness to be in one and the same place. Hence, sanctifying grace and mortal sin cannot dwell together. If there be grace in the soul, there can be no mortal sin. And if there be mortal sin, there can be no grace. For mortal sin expels all grace. If sanctifying grace abides in the soul, the soul has now a claim to heaven. If the soul is in the state of a mortal sin, it is headed for hell. The sinner must therefore necessarily be sincerely sorry for all mortal sins if he wishes to be reconciled with God. For once again, it is impossible to have a claim on both heaven and hell at the same time. It is impossible to be a friend and an enemy of God at one and the same time. End of quote. Again, St. John Marie Vianney. And justice does not mean this image that one might have of a cruel and merciless God sitting on a throne, surrounded by a court of pitiless judges. On the contrary, this image we have today is that of the risen Christ, symbolized in the candle, the paschal candle, the risen Christ, still marked on his flesh with the five wounds of the crucifixion. And the open side of our Lord gives us a glance, the very source of the very source of our justification, that is, the transforming of the sinner from the state of unrighteousness to the state of holiness and sonship with God. So what is the source? Of course, the sacred heart. Mystery of the love of God for the sinner. Mystery of mercy and justice. My mercy is greater than your sins and those of the entire world, said our divine Lord to Saint Faustina. Who can measure the extent of my goodness? For you are descended from heaven to earth. For you I allowed myself to be nailed to the cross. For you I let my sacred heart be pierced with a lens. Thus opening wide the source of my mercy for you. Come, come then, with trust, to draw graces from this fountain. I never reject a contrite heart. Your misery has disappeared in the depth of my mercy. And do not argue with me about your wretchedness. You will give me pleasure if you hand over to me all your troubles and griefs. I shall heap upon you the treasures of my grace." End of quote. And you know it well, the Latin terminology expresses it very well. Misericordia, miseria and core, misery and heart. It is the nature, the nature of God's mercy that his heart extends into our misery and redeems us. Thomas, bring hither thy hand and put it into my side. Be not faithless, but believing. Come, says our Lord, despite all are your sins, all your imperfections, despite all your misery, my heart 
is overflowing with love and compassion. Come to me, touch this sacred heart, wounded out of love for you. Yes, divine paradox. Divine paradox, since your sins are for me the motive of my love. Your sins are the very reason of my mercy. And this is why St. Francis de Sales, our dear patron saint, could say, I don't know how I am made. I feel miserable, but I don't trouble myself about it. And sometimes I even I am even happy in thinking that I am a really good object for the mercy of God. So let us finally invoke our dear mother, Speculum Justitiae Mater Misericordiae, Mirror of Justice and Mother of Mercy. Let us hold firm the hand of Our Lady. She will give us the strength and courage to walk to the foot of the cross and there to receive the precious blood flowing from the open side of our Son that will cleanse our soul. The merits of His passions, His holy cross, instrument of His mercy, becomes thereby the bridge between our misery and the divine justice. Justice without mercy is cruel, but mercy without justice would be the mother of dissolution. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.